Hello, welcome to season one, episode four of the Jesse Castro Experiment. My name is Jesse Castro, and today we're going to talk about the Tor browser. We talked a little bit yesterday about the Tor browser, and I told you some of the things that were going to come up. So today we're going to talk about the Tor browser, and if you're curious about the Tor browser, then you already know how important your privacy and anonymity online can be. And yes, the Tor browser is a great tool that can help you keep and help you stay safe. But there's also a lot of confusion about its pros and cons and especially how it relates to the VPN and is it a VPN? So the first thing I want to tell you is that uh, the Tor browser back in the 90s, uh, the lack of security on the internet, there was none back then, and its ability to be used for tracking and surveillance, that had become really clear to the uh, federal government. So in 1995, there were three guys, it was David uh, Goldslash, Goldslag, I'm sorry, Mike Reed, and Paul Severson at the U.S. Navy uh, Reserve a U.S. Naval Research Lab asked a question and that question was is there a way to create internet connections that don't reveal who is talking to whom even if somebody was monitoring that network they did a couple of things and that was the beginning of what we call Tor the onion router so then fast forward to about the year 2000 and uh, there were some MIT guys that got involved with the, the whole project and started really taking off with this thing um, and now it is called the Tor Project, stands for the Onion Router. And I can't remember the names of everybody, but I know Nick Matherson was one of the guys, uh, Paul Severson, like I said before, and Roger uh, Dingledine, I think was the third one. You can look it up. There's a, a whole history on it. I'll post the, the link so that you can read about it. It's kind of interesting. Um, but what is the Tor Browser? Well, it's similar to Google Chrome. Microsoft Edge, you can go and you can get on the internet just like you do the other browsers. But the difference is that the Tor browser connects you to the internet through the Tor network. And the Tor network is basically, with, they call them nodes, and they're computers that are all over the world and they're put up by just various people. And your, all of your information is encapsulated. So the information that you have is, is all wrapped up in a whole bunch of uh, encryption. And so when you send something to the first node, it peels off that first layer of encryption so it knows where it's going next. And the only thing that it knows is where it's going and where it came from. Those are the only two things that that thing knows. So then it goes and it sends it to another server somewhere else or node somewhere else and does the same exact thing. And so that's how it can stay safe. Now what that does is it creates a bunch of slowness and we'll talk a little bit about that going forward as well uh, another good question that always comes up is the tor browser a vpn uh, the answer is no it is not a vpn the tor browser and vpns are both tools for protecting you online uh, they're not the same thing though they're very different technologies that protect you in different ways when you use a vpn all of the data is secured end to end, meaning from the time you log into your computer to the time you send it to wherever it's going, to the destination. So if you're sending something to google.com, it's encrypted, meaning nobody can see that traffic except you and the endpoint uh, from the very beginning. That's what a VPN does. Uh, and then it's uh, directed through safe channels uh, to that remote server, and then that's how you see all of your data. Now the Tor browser protects you in a different way. It protects you by creating security and by creating uh, security or anonymity I should say they, they both create security and privacy and those are two words that are kind of interesting and they're kind of intermingled uh, the Tor browser does things just a little bit differently um, 
it's unique in the way that it, it goes through these nodes, but you, there's some inherent dangers there as well. And we can get it, we'll get into that. Those inherent dangers are that although it's encrypted all the way through at the very end, they call it an exit node. That exit node peels off the last layer of that encryption and now you're exposed. And how you become and how you can get caught by doing certain things is you don't know who's putting those servers out there to begin with. And so it could be the federal government that set up a honeypot and they're, and they're tracking you. Uh, it's very, very interesting how that works. And we'll get deeper into that. I don't wanna, I don't wanna make this too complicated because it can get complicated very quickly. But is this Tor browser secure? And is it safe to use? Well, yeah, it is very secure. It will keep you safe. Now I wanna just go back and we're gonna talk specifically about the Tor browser and then specifically about the VPN. And we're gonna include another entity and that is your ISP, your internet service provider. So where I am, Cox is our internet service provider. So every time you log into the browser and you go browse something, you browse to Google or you browse to anything, it could be any place that you decide to go to, the ISP has record of that. And the reason they have record of that is so that if they get subpoenaed, they can turn that over to the government. And the government can tell them every place you have been. Now, that being said, if you have the Tor browser, they cannot see what traffic, you're, where you've been. They have no idea where you've been. What they do have though, is they know that you're on the Tor browser. And the reason they know that is because the encryption isn't there from the VPN. It, is, it creates anonymity. So you're anonymous online with the Tor browser, but you're not encrypted. So they see that you, your endpoint is the Tor browser. And that is enough to get the federal government to start following you, which is really, really interesting. That's how Snowden did some of the stuff that he did. It's really, really fascinating when you go deep into that, but I'll, I'll leave it right there. So it's, they can't see what you're doing, but they can see that you are using the Tor browser. And we'll talk a little bit of how that will affect you when you're uh, online and they're, they're, you know, they're trying to snoop on you and find out those things. Now let's talk about the VPN. Now remember the VPN, what it does is it creates uh, that, that tunnel for you and it puts all of that other stuff, all that encryption around it so that they can't see. So if you use the two in, in concert, then it makes a huge difference on who can see what. Now you can use the Tor browser over the VPN or you can use the VPN over the Tor browser and they both have benefits and they both have drawbacks. If you use the Tor browser and you're using that over the VPN, that means you connect to the VPN first. Now you have the encryption and then you connect to the Tor browser. Now the ISP can't see anything. They don't know what browser you're using because of the encryption first. They don't see anything at all. But if you're down into the dark web and you're using the Tor browser for that same thing, remember you're going from node to node to node and now you're in this onion environment where it's peeling off a layer of encryption every single time it goes to a different node. It's that very end node, or they call it an exit node, that you have to be very careful of. 
Because if you're down there and you're buying illegal drugs and you're in a country that doesn't let that kind of stuff happen, you've broken the law. And if you're not careful and it's a honeypot set up by the government or a sting, they have all of your information because of that exit node. All of the encryption has been removed at that point. So when you're down there looking at things and you're not clicking and buying things, they have no idea what you're doing and they can't find you because you're going through all of these different relays all around the world and that's what keeps it really, really slow. Uh, but it's fascinating because you can do all kinds of things. Now I can tell you that most people who like the, uh, uh, the Tor browser um, will tell you this, that the developers and that the researchers and the founders who made the Tor possible, they're a really diverse group of people, but all of the people who have been involved in that whole community, in the Tor community, they're united in one common belief. And that belief is that the internet, uh, internet users should have private access to an uncensored web. And they still believe that today. Now, here's what's interesting. The federal government funds the Tor project to this day. In 2007, it became the Tor project and it became a 501c nonprofit. So it's still out there, you can still use it. And uh, like I say, I use it every day. I use a VPN and I use Tor to go look at different things. Now, when I say Tor browser, if you go to google.com, you have to type it in google.com. And up at the top, if you, if you were to go to your system and, and ping google.com, you would get an IP address back. We talked yesterday about IP addresses. And what an IP address is, it's basically your address to your computer. So it's like your home address. So if I were to send you a piece of email or a piece of uh, mail and, I, and you lived at 123 Anywhere Street and I sent you a piece of mail to 123 Anywhere Street, you would get it. But if I sent that same piece of mail to you and I sent it to 456 Anywhere Street, you wouldn't get it. With that understanding, you know what the IP address is and why that's so important to change when you're trying to become anonymous online and you don't want people to track you and you don't want anything being tracked. So if you were to go use the VPN like we talked about over Tor, you're safe because the ISP can't see you. But it's that last transaction that they'll be able to see if you were buying something online. And the same is true down in the dark web. Now, if you were to go the other way around and use Tor over the VPN, uh, you still have that security, but the problem becomes now the ISP can see you and they can see that you're on the Tor browser. And remember what we talked about earlier, just the fact that you're on the Tor browser will, will trigger a whole bunch of different uh, uh, searches. And it, it's quite fascinating that they would even think of you just, uh, just doing that and want to follow you. Um, Edward Snowden, we talked about him a couple of times. He used, the leak, he used uh, Tor to leak the information about PRISM to The Guardian and to The Washington Post. So Tor is used for all kinds of things. It's used for your own... For me, I don't, I don't, people don't need to know what I'm doing and where I'm going on the internet. I'm really, really adamant about being able to do things freely. 
I'm not doing things that are harmful to anybody, not harmful to myself. I'm doing things to learn about what's out there. And it's crazy. The more you start to learn about this stuff, the more you see that people just can be very ruthless. I've seen some things down in the dark, in the dark web that uh, I wish I hadn't seen. Because those are, those are images that you can't, you can't get away from. I'm going to tell you a story, and this story is, is kind of shocking, and it's, it's ugly. But there was a, a guy down there, a young, younger guy, that was working with one of these drug websites, and he stole some money. Well, you can get hitmen down there. And say so they put a hit on this guy, and not only did they do that, but they posted his name, his family name, his members of his family, his address, and everything down there. And they're looking for this guy. Now, what's really scary about that is he has no idea where that hit's going to come from. He has no clue because it's all anonymous down there. Now, how they got his information? Well, that was probably his own stupidity because a lot of these guys will chat with you and they'll say, hey, we have this job opening and I noticed that you've been following us and you, you really understand what we're doing and understand the product. Well, you know, if, you, if you're interested in this job, we can do this. We're just going to need your driver's license and some other information so that we know that we're, we know where to send the money and blah, blah, blah. And that's probably what this kid did. And now they have all of his information. So don't get involved with that kind of stuff. It's very, very cool because you can become anonymous, you can stay anonymous, and you can do the things that you want to do. But if you're going to use the Tor browser, don't use it by itself because your ISP will know that you're using the Tor browser. And like I said, uh, the government is, is following people, which they shouldn't be. It's, it's just totally wrong. They shouldn't be doing that, not on the internet. It's easy enough on the regular internet to, to find out who's doing what. I mean, I can write some code really easy that would scare the heck out of you just by popping up things that, that I know about you just from your browser. I can put your name up there. I can say just about anything that I want and it would scare you. But that's not the purpose for me and hopefully not for you by using this Tor browser. Hopefully it's to keep yourself anonymous. It works great. I use it every day. I can't wait to get equipment so I can show you what it looks like. And then I'm going to take, take you down into the dark web. I'll, of course, cross out some of the stuff so that you don't know what, uh, what names and things that I have. But I'll take you down there so you can see what it looks like. It looks like the regular web. And, and they're getting more and more crafty all the time. And you see whole, all kinds of different things like the way they market to you is no different than the way they market to you up here on the surface web. It's fascinating. If you have any suggestions or any questions about any other topic that you would like to speak about or like me to speak about, you can send me an email to jessiesexperiment at gmail.com and that's J-E-S-S-E-S -S -S -E -S, experiment at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.